Cheers, mate. Yeah, shit. Welcome to another Drinks with Jackson podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jackson, and today joining me is James. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Good. Thanks for having That's me. Right. No, not a problem. How's the uh, brewery going? Uh, good. 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 Yeah, we're always killing it. January is just a sad time for <laughs> for all breweries because it's that big peak in December. And oh, 100%. Now we're just getting back on track, but it's a good time. Like We do a lot of forward planning. Me and Reese just come off the back of our like, 12 months brew schedule and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, you know, he was moping around. Everyone's moping around. And he was talk. telling me about that because uh, I'm trying to lock him in for an app. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, we've yeah. got a meeting tomorrow. Let me just get back to you. So yeah. it's good to lock him in for fair. And then I said, oh, I've already locked in, mate. I'll lock an idiot now. <laughs> I said, oh, get it done. Get so it done. what are we drinking today? Uh, fan favorite. Uh, the first beer we ever released, which is our Session R. Yeah. Old Life Session R. So, yeah. Which I, I rate a lot, actually. Uh, me too. Um, it's sessionable. Uh, the back says, brewed out of the thirst of high-quality beer that is full-flavored and uh, sessionable. Our Session Ale is a super approachable XPA-style beer that carries a balanced multi-backbone while still bringing refreshing citrusy hot notes an easy mouthful combined with super small bitterness super smooth bitterness results in a crisp refreshing beer built for easy drinking so crack a can with a mate and celebrate the moment which we are doing on the podcast so fantastic now it's a good beer and selfishly brewed for ourselves like oh mate you know 100 like i remember when i did sail croatia we went to an island Korchula, mm-hmm. and it was the island's birthday so we were up at three o'clock in the morning eating shavaps drinking beers served to us by a 12 year old yeah all the wine on the uh, island is intended for export however i think it's 70 percent of it actually leaves yeah 30 percent is consumed by the locals so yeah it's fucking you know you gotta you gotta enjoy yeah what you make no that's right that's right well we, we wouldn't have a business without this stew like this beer is you know the backbone of the world. taught us how to brew. It's, well, we wouldn't say taught us, but, you know, it, we've, it's never, it's a very well-behaved beer. That's the way we always refer to it as, like, yeah. it wouldn't matter if I was cooking it in a pot or, like, it always hits its numbers. It always gets there. It's always right. Like, it's so good. It's good beer. And it's, it's sort of gone through a bit of a change since we've been starting to bring it back on our new equipment because we've been buying more localised grain. Like, I don't think the customer will tell much, but it's slowly evolved a little bit, which it hasn't had the chance to do that in the last three years. So, yeah, it's, um, it's good. It's good. Well, before we really get into uh, the new tap house, I sort of want to touch on how I met you. Yeah. Now, it was a couple of years ago I moved to Shepparton. Uh, even though I studied uh, university here, I didn't really have many meaningful connections. Yeah. And being a factory worker, obviously you need a horn for a, a local watering hole. So I thought, ah, there's a little tap house on Maud Street yeah. that's uh, run by a couple of cool guys. So uh, it sort of become a frequent spot. And I remember one night you guys were absolutely pumping and the toilets out the back. And I just remember you like out the back area eating two minute noodles out of a glass measuring cup. Yeah. And I'm like, these guys, like they're putting their heart and soul into this. There's no, yeah. you, you know, uh, there's no trust fund money backed by a millionaire. Like these guys, yeah. this is their heart and soul. Yeah. And I, I really, um, even though I don't have a brewery, I resonated that uh, like not coming from much, but really trying to, follow what you're passionate about yeah 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 that's um, good i'm glad that come across because there's, there's two types of people those that see that or those that go oh you own a business you're just rolling in it you know no. like oh happy days for you i'm like mm, not really like, yeah oh, the amount of hours me and reese do like it's unmanageable it's ridiculous like mm. that stress is just massive i guess negated by uh, that passion too like 
you know, you, you, we could do 80 hours a week and it doesn't feel like that, you know. Yeah. Like, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm no stranger to the big hours. Um, and just putting it into perspective, it, it would be far easier working those same hours if it was something that you were doing for yourself. Oh, it is. It as, is. Yeah, as it opposed is. to making someone else rich. So we've been probably, uh, our hours have been under control and been too bad since we moved, but... Um, Excuse me, Reese just had his baby, so December and January has been up in the air for us, pack days and brew days, everything sort of got shuffled around and it was a nightmare. So when yeah. we finally come back on deck, sort of January, first day back, 21 hour brew day, like massive back back to it again. But we're, we're you know, we're solving that problem now. The new yeah. brew schedule should sort that shit out. Right? That's good. And that's glutton for punishment. Like, there's no reason to do that. We yeah. just can do a massive chunk, like, we know our limitations, I guess. Like, it shouldn't take that long. But. Now, I'm, I'm facing similar, the feedback that I've received off the podcast, I'm receiving similar feedback as to what you guys got when you were opened. So as you opened, obviously, Sheppery and Three-Legged Cow weren't too far. Yeah. You know, you we're, were all pretty much at the same... Exactly the same time. And, yeah. and no idea. I didn't know about Sheppery until oh, a few months before we opened, really. Like, yeah. It was a shock to me. And I was, I was a little bit gutted. I was like, ah, oh, damn, you know what I mean? And then I met Jeremy from Three Legged Cow. I was like, oh, look, this is going to be all right. This is, this is going to be good. We're all very different. This is going to be really good. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, in the podcast world, I think there's a couple that have really read their heads uh, in this area at the same time. And I still remember, I had to pull it up, but I emailed you on the 7th of August, 2021, saying, you know, like, drinks with Jackson. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of blocking up everyone's uh, Instagram story feed, yeah. actually try and do a bit more of an official yeah. and pay an ode to... Yeah. Uh, local craft brewers so I think it's a good idea man it's got yeah. legs it's good I like it I appreciate it hopefully you know what, what's that uh, saying that you you talk about uh, high tide lifts all boats yeah yeah yeah, yeah. rising tide yeah. rising tide lifts all boats it's yeah. good um, so Gabs mm. yesterday big Gabs yeah big Gabs that, that old that old son of a gun so I'm, I'm rocking the uh, mountain culture I see that mountain culture shirt uh, I've got one last mountain culture review that I'm launching today yeah you timed that pretty well yeah almost like you knew <laughs> well when I, so every year it's going to be a, a common theme now it's the second year now but we go to the SCG for the uh, day two Richie Benno day two and yeah. then go inland to Katoomba yeah. and that's obviously where mountain culture was born out of and yeah I just bought a four pack of every one of their SKUs and yeah they just had uh the status quo posters plastered everywhere and I, I asked them like look I voted last year for Gavs voting you guys yeah I'm like I couldn't find mountain culture as well like where we is and it's yeah. like oh really to win you need 30,000 votes uh and this is really going to be our first year at trying to yeah. crack that I feel as though they could have used like a, a NEPA um in the review I think status quo was number two on drinks with Jackson reviews, but yeah. they played it safe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I just think it's Gabs has like a whole lot of uh, potential as far as uh, showcasing craft breweries. Yeah, but it feels a bit commercialised. Like Bolter comes second, and then Ben spoke third. Yeah, like and Stone and Woods been in there. Stone and Woods just lingering. The top 10 has been the same for a long time. Yeah, like, so it's yeah. just, that's a little bit disappointing, especially like, yeah, you know, like there's... Well, we, we were in this year, but we registered, then we got an email, oh, I don't know, it must have been a few weeks after it, and they mm. said, oh, I didn't go through. And we just decided, well, they, they encouraged us to get back on it, but we thought we lost too much traction, we haven't had time to do the campaign, so we just let it go. Yeah. But we were in it. Yeah. Apparently we were in it. I've had customers coming in saying they voted for us, so... You know, James or Gads must have just got it sorted and 
but we didn't know about it. You so didn't I didn't even do a campaign. Out, yeah. I didn't do anything. Like, yeah. But we'll be there. We'll, we'll be hopefully um, selling kegs at all of the, the Gabs festivals this year, like we did last year. So we'll have a, a special beer that we'll, yeah, we'll do in Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. Yeah, because you had the sour last year. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love your sour. It's like the Kepodle sour. It's not like super acidic yeah. either. Yeah. Like um, you can have a fair few without going overboard yeah, <laughs> to yeah. say the least so we'll do a sour again because that's what we'll do yeah. we'll do something a bit different this time last year we did Southside Sour which is cocktail inspired yep. went pretty well I think I, I don't know you don't get much feedback from it but it was alright I tasted it in Melbourne and it was alright and still still healthy and still going good so this time we'll do something a bit crazy maybe a dark sour something different you know challenge people that blood orange sour that you had on taps had a nice colour about it I yeah. thought yeah, yeah I just brewed that <clears throat> I've got like a thousand litres of that in the tank now very nice so you know Little secret, it's probably going to get into a can, I reckon. Like, yeah, it's very popular. Well, your your sours um, really made a hit with that limited edition yeah, campaign yeah. that you guys did. What yeah. was it? One beer a month? Yeah, one beer every month through COVID. So we did twelve yeah. to round a, to round it out. And off the back of that, you had the Wildlife Brewing Emergency Lockdown Froth Care Package, yeah, better yeah. known as WLBELFCPP. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I took full control of that. I remember I was still in Renault's here. Yeah. Just swept my ringer out. I think I borrowed that, uh, yeah, that yeah. pneumatic hammer thing yeah, to yeah. lift the tiles. Yeah. But yeah, yeah could have come at a better time, eh? That, that was ridiculously crazy. And that was maybe a bit of panic from us too. Like, well, shit, are we going to have to write off a heap of pellets? Like, yeah. I don't want to deal with this. So we just put the call out and yeah, we gave away as much as we sold. I wouldn't say it was like, oh shit, no, that was good. We made a heap of money, but it was better than doing nothing. Yeah. And the media, like off that, the promotion, oh, I remember you were on a fair few Everyone just ran with it. And yeah. the amount of, and the people we delivered beer to at the start was people we knew. And then by the end of it, it was just houses and places like, we'd cover a whole street. I'd be in a street for a week because by the time I do John six back, he, he gets his neighbor one and then his neighbor gets his neighbor one. And we do the whole street and I'm back and forwards there all the time. It was really good. Really, really good. And we posted a photo of nearly every single person. Our socials were just clogged for weeks of just like, here's another guy with a six pack. Here's another guy with a six pack. Like, it was good. It was good. I, I did admire a few of the uh, like the fronts of the like the, the main door of a few of those houses. Yeah, like, yeah. Shit, that's not a bad joint. You yeah. Know? Like, and now you probably can't even do a thing like that with uh, the privacy and everything well, else. Obviously, Jalar have changed. The liquor sort of commission have changed hands a bit, and it's um, sort of run a bit by Department of Justice now, not so much an independent body. Okay. And they've been slowly since COVID's been ticking down, changing the rules for like online delivery and sure. all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Right. But I don't think we can anymore. Like, we've just sent off to them that, hey, this is part of our business and has been in the past, but it's not on our license anymore. It was on their last license. Can't you get, like, alcohol through Uber? You it's, can, uh, but now they're like, oh, because anyone can really order. Like, it's about controlling that, not going to a minor. Or, their big thing is, delivering alcohol to someone intoxicated. Now, uh, I've got a huge problem with that. If someone's intoxicated in their house... Like, what, really is it my job, RSA, to it's, tell you to not be pissed in your home where you're allowed yeah. to be? Like, or do you want them getting into the car and hitting yeah. a family of four? You know, yeah, like, it's a trick. It's a tricky situation. Yeah. And how do you even determine if someone's intoxicated standing in their own house? Like, that's like we know how we have to do that behind the bar and yeah. and, and the limitations with that. But how do you make that judgment on someone's porch between a screen door? Like, is yeah. that really our job? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's. It's a, it's a tough one for sure. Anyway, we're not we're not pushing so hard on the online since COVID. Like we we pushed really hard through that limited program and really hard through COVID, and we've sort of let that go a little bit. And we might come back to it, but yeah, we're just doing more face to face. Seems stuff. like you've got a fair f- bit on your plate. Like uh, 
the the transition there's probably a bit of a lower point there but yeah you yeah. know the transition from Maud Street Tap House to is it Williams Road now yep Williams Road yep uh, yeah. 4 to 6 Williams Road yeah so that that uh, the the spaces are just crazy you know oh yeah what, it's good what's the housing capacity in terms of guests yeah oh, we'd probably do 150 we could probably do more than that as opposed to uh, 40 40 yeah you know, and that would be we had Maud Street with 40 in it quite a few times but you, you can't move you can't go to the toilet you couldn't do can't do much yeah. it's no good you know and through COVID what we were allowed to have 5 mm. <laughs> you know because of the size of our venue like 5 was pushing it that's like one group after yeah. work two that's of them had to go outside yeah you know like yeah, um, the the dynamics of wildlife. So there's really three of you. Yep. So yourself, your brother Jack, and yep. Reese. Now, you and Jack are brothers. Yep. And you and Reese are brother-in-laws. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it's uh, I, I I love the dynamic because it's you know families like blood, blood's thicker than water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how did it all come about? Like. How did you really like pull the trigger with wildlife? How did the the formation occur? Yeah, so we've told the story like heaps and heaps of times before, but a part of the story that we don't talk about that much is maybe all the missed opportunities that me and Reese have had or me and Jack have had. Like me and Jack have done heaps of stuff. A good example is we invested in um, those fucking what do you call them? Um, the three sixty cameras, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Before yeah. it was a, a thing, you'd never even heard of it. There was one video on YouTube, and we didn't even have a computer that you could run it right. So we bought the ball that fits the ten GoPros in, yeah. And we scoured Victoria to rent ten GoPros. We put it all together, and we shot a music video for an artist called I can't even think who he is now, just a mate of Jacks, who's actually quite big now. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that all the cards like got fried, and it never come to light. There would be some footage of it somewhere, but it was a disaster. But it was really cool. Like that's a real missed opportunity. That would have. That I've seen them a few off. times at weddings. Yeah, yeah. I can speak now. You can you can do it on your phone. You can take multiple images on your phone and, and get the same effect. But back then, you had to have like ten GoPros and this special blue mount. Yeah. And then edit the shit out of it. And have you seen the uh, the three sixty sticks? Yeah, they do the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that would have been massive. Like imagine yeah. going to to one of the Chinese markets, getting them to manufacture that, and yeah. then. Oh man, It'd be so good. So oh. look, me and Jack had ideas like that. We also wrote a script for a TV show. Yeah, because I had a bit of multimedia and film sort of background, and sort of what my passion was when I sort of left school. Uh, besides that, in horticulture, so like we wrote this really cool premise for a TV show, and you know we were going to push hard on that, but again, life gets in the way, and you know I sort of got married and shit like that. So when it comes to the wildlife thing, this just felt like another idea that that needed to be pushed all the way through. You know? oh. 100%. And Jack, I guess, like, in his main part in all of this, besides a bit of marketing in the early days, is pushing, pushing me and Reese very hard to follow through. You know, yeah. like, his main passion in all of this is to see us succeed. Yeah. You know, that's what he really wants out of it. And I think with the new tap house, uh, you really see, like, that design eye come through. Mm, mm. Shepparton doesn't really have much of that, you know. No. The, the, the raw materials, the colour, the shapes. Yeah. Uh, it's really something that I think the town needs moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Because that, uh, you know, oh, shepherd and shit. It's like, well, what are you actually doing to yeah. improve the town? And that's part of our ethos too. Like, yeah. we're, we're from Shep and we've grown up saying that there's nothing cool and there's nothing to do here. Yeah. So when you become a man, stop whinging about that and be part of the change. Yeah. Well, fuck off. Go somewhere else. <laughs> don't, don't whinge about it if you're not going to change Even it, if you, know? you go somewhere else and then come back. Yeah. And bring something back with you yeah you know like be, be part of the change you know oh 100% but anyway the, 
it was really nice to be pushing and championing that in the beginning. And then when you're always like, oh, we design a new tap house and it's so different than anything in Shep and you've got to explain to everyone about it and you've got to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, it can be a bit exhausting. Like, Shep is a hard nut to crack. Like, we've yeah. got heaps of good customers and everyone supports us, but it's a pretty old school hospitality mentality in this town. I think that shows on Fry's Street. Like, yeah. the type of restaurants we have and how many fast food chains we have and the like, fast tube the fast food yeah. is really sort of coming up and about yeah. you know like the gelato there's a few burger shops yeah there's not one like wine bar or a nightcap bar like there's no real dive bar outside of Shingo's and I'm really yeah. trying to fucking get him on here but he's yeah. like nah. yeah. I, I can understand why because this isn't his thing yeah but he'd be a really good guy to pick his yeah. brain and hear his story we'll work on that we'll work on that <laughs> we'll work on that we'll he, he said that you, remember uh, I come back from Melbourne after playing poker and I met you guys at, at Shingo's and we mm. ended up driving to Doogie mm, mm. he's like I owe you man ah. <laughs> like, uh, I really want to play that you know remember that, that draw four card <laughs> but I don't think it's enough it's like i need two or three of them in my back pocket yeah yeah i don't know yeah shing's a shing's a hard one good yeah. story good bloke oh uh, the respect i have for him is incredible. oh it's incredible. yeah he's a really good egg yeah i think world the world would be a far better place if there were more shingos about for oh, sure definitely definitely you know very very good guy um gee, we're powering through these <laughs> Uh, how's the future looking for you boys? Yeah, good. I mean, look, I'd be lying if, uh, off the back of that 12 month meeting that you've had. Yeah. So it looks good. So, so the 2023 vision for us is to control growth is to slow down. We've had a really long chat. Like we've got massive goals and leverage goals in that too, but there seems to be this one sort of reoccurring theme you hear with any businesses, whether it's a hardware store or, or restaurants or whatever that you get the vehicle too big and you fall flat on your face. So we've now got all the tools we need and the equipment we need to, to gain a certain leaderage. We've got to be careful. Like, I don't want to get hungry and just go, yes, we're going to do this. Yes, I'm going to do that. And we can't achieve it because, yes. you know, the capital will kill you every day of the week. Like, you can be successful and slowly growing, but it's a knife's edge. You know, everyone's two months away from, like, if I, if I fill all my tanks on the whim to, um, to sell to someone and that falls through, then all of a sudden, yeah, you've got all this stock, but what do you do with the capital? Because you just spent 10 grand on grain. Yeah. Like, you know, and then, and we're now getting used to, oh, when we want to brew, like, that's a pallet of grain. That's two pallets of cans. Like, we're still getting used to sorting those those supply chain things out in a time where the economy is fucked. Like, we're lucky our cogs has gone down. Like, everyone else's brewing is, like, hurting. Yep. time. Like, dealing with the grain and the aluminium costs, like, that's through the roof too, but... Because we contract brewed, it's it's down for us. They are commodities, really, aren't they? As far as like aluminium, I know yeah. grain. Like farmers are really yeah. struggling. Like luckily, it's raining a bit, and there's yeah, a bit yeah. of you know shit on the on the pasture for yeah. the cows to eat, as opposed to just feeding them grain. But it's pricey, day, so. and availability is real hard. Too. Yeah, like we've been sort of changing um, some some grain in session ale to just make it easier. No one will ever know, but it's just a bit more localized and and a bit more well-behaved than the yep. grain we were using before. Plus, it was a separate order for, like, say, one bag of, of certain malt that we used. Like, it had to come from one place, you know, and that was like, oh, that's 150 bucks freight for that one bag or it's 150 bucks freight for a whole pellet. So, you know, we can get it all from one spot. So it's things like that that we're now like, okay, we need to focus on that and not get caught up on all the hard work because, look, me and Reese just work, 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 renovating, work, work, work. We're doing it all, we're doing it all, we're doing it all. Yep. No, mate, stop. How many batches are we going to do a month? How many limited SKUs are we going to do a month? Live and die by it. So yeah, it's not about... Don't not, burn yourselves out. Not about not growing. It's about going, we, 
there's no race yet. Like we don't we don't have to get to the finish line in two years. Like we want to be successful. So to do that, we need to just have a year where we go right. Well, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to achieve it, and we're going to be successful at it. And then maybe 2024 is the year where we go right. We're going to grab Gabs by the balls this year. And we're going to have a good crack. Yeah, because we've sorted it out. You know, I was uh, reading as you do, sitting in bed last night reading an article on Facebook in relation to a brewery that went into voluntary administration. administration. Do you reckon that will... Yes. Yeah. Do you reckon that'll happen more and more with the cost of everything? It's already happening, yeah. 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 They're going down every day of the week. You know, and it's the big guys that um, I guess it hurts quicker. Again, that capital chat, like that what they need to achieve yeah. is big, you know? But I, I think... I think they might come out of it all right. Like I read the same article on, on an industry um, newspaper and they were talking about five weeks. They were going into administration for five weeks. Yeah. And then after that, I mean, that could just be spiel like, oh, everything's going to be fine or that might be quick. We've got to fix the book so we can sell it cheap. Or we're going to- well, from what I was reading the comments as you do and behind the Karens, like there was the odd old guy that said, oh, they're just uh, moving their assets into do it like another ABN name. Yeah. Yeah. Like trying to re rehatch it through another oh rebrand or something. Re, rebrand. Um, I don't know how you go about that. Like, but if it means sort of fucking over your supplies in order to still stay alive, I don't necessarily agree with that either. Yeah, well, it wouldn't take like good supplies of craft beer. Like we're only still new in the industry, but you quickly learn like they're very loyal, and if you get bought out by the wrong company, then you're cut. Like if you make the wrong moves, then you're cut. Like I've seen heaps of celebrations and that that are big craft moves, and Bolter gets bought out, and they're like, whoosh, put them in the bin, ripping them off the shelf, want him to sell, want a discount. Yeah, you know, like it's a fickle, you know, whatever the market is, it might be thirteen percent or whatever. Like they're yeah, they're a fickle thirteen percent. They're good, but yeah. It's, it's, it's a hard game to play. So, Do you find... So, obviously, like a lot of craft breweries, the end game would be to be purchased by, you know, the likes of a Fermentum or a CUB Lion that to really, you know, that's your super... That's your exit strategy. That, that's your exit yeah. strategy for to sure. get acquired. But that evolves as the industry evolves. So, yeah. you know, like now there are localized and we shouldn't say localized but smaller breweries that are now big enough that are buying out smaller breweries again so it's not always have to come from CUB like it did or Sephora or whatever like it can now come from a good egg you know what I mean yeah and we haven't seen too many of them buyouts be super publicized like we know a fair few of them but there hasn't been too many big big moves yet made so it'd be nice to maybe get that route which becomes a different form of acquisition but maybe everyone gets looked after still but you sort of still the business still exists in a way you don't just get paid to walk away yeah although that would be nice too <laughs> to be able to just put in your time and I, I, I'd still again. yeah it, it would suck though um, selling and having a pocket full of money and then seeing what they do to do the what brand. was your once you maybe you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah often I think about that shit all the time like yeah what do you do it'd almost be better for CUB to knock on the door tomorrow and say, no, no, fuck you, I'm buying it. And they do nothing with it. Like they did with the Northern brand, you know, like they just had it for so long. They just waited and waited and waited until yeah. they just released a beer, you know? I think that, that'd be all right too. If they didn't actually continue your branding strategy, they just sort of kept your logo, kept your ethos, they're buying that IP and just never, ever did nothing with it until the time was right, you know? Yeah. That'd be good. I'll be happy with that. I was talking to, uh, and I, I won't bring him up anymore, but Mountain Culture. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to one of the the marketing gurus there 
um, and apparently they had been approached by the likes of the CUB. Yeah. And they knocked it back. Apparently DJ and Harriet said, look, like, we're not even close to really achieve... And, and they are, like... They I think... Are they married? I'm pretty sure they married uh, DJ and Harriet. I think so. Uh, I think so. It's almost as though for a really stressful company, you need to be related yeah. to your workmates. There's some good things to know, though, like... DJ and he's from Modus. Yeah. Like, he's incredible, bro. Like, this is just, I know they've been around three or four years, but like, this guy's super talented. Super, super talented. And been in the industry for long enough that, so he should be, you know what I mean? Like, yep. makes us look like children. Like, we're finger painting when we're making our beers. Like, this guy knows what he's doing. Like, and that shows with the hop character and the styles of beers they brew. Like, that's obviously the style of beers they like to drink too. So, it, it's right. They should be that successful. He should be able to just whoosh, flick it. You know, and when he left Modus, you don't hear much about them anymore either. Like, that would be big. I'm sure they'd, they'd be in the top 10, I'm sure. Yeah. So, it makes sense, you know. And there's a, there's a few of them coming through now. I mean, there's there's not as many big boys, but look at the top 10. It's the same names every year. I guess it's uh, it's not a bad thing, um, you know. It's Except no a better beer. Uh, I shouldn't be there. Yeah, <laughs> even those guys, like, I've got no issue with uh, the inspired unemployed, but I feel as though... They're not making the beer. And, like, between the two of them, they own 21% of the of the brand. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's sort of cringy listening to their podcast. Like, uh, they're, they're pro- they carry on and they're having a good time, but it's... I'm glad that their audience isn't my audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the TikTok dancers. Yeah. The funny... Like, it's always good to have a funny story when I've got one of my close mates on and we're, yeah. we're having a laugh. But, yeah, I just... I don't necessarily agree. Like, we own a, a beer company. It's like, oh, okay. It's terrible beer. It's... So, because I'm, you know, drinking a lot of craft beer, fucking around with 7, 8, 9, 10% mm. ABV... Mm. You go back to a Northern Super Crisp or a better beer. Yeah. It's, it's, a lager's fairly safe as it is. And it, it, it just tastes like water, theirs especially. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. there's no real character to it. Yeah. I don't mind their design. Yeah. However, isn't there They're a lawsuit regarding that? Oh, I don't know where that's ended up with. That was with uh, Sidewinder, which is made by Nick Beloy's one. Ah, um, oh, shit. The name escapes me now, but. Yeah, yeah, a big, a big brewery too. Like they're big, but at least they're, I guess, real to a degree. But um, when it comes to Northern, people shoot me. But there's a place for Northern. It's oh, terrible 100%. beer, but you know, you just been digging outside and you're bloody thirsty. Oof, cold Northern will just be gone in one second. Oh, I did uh, Midland. Uh, I think it's called a Kolsch. Yeah, Kolsch. Yeah, the uh, German yeah. ale. Me and Reese were just talking about it yesterday in the pool. Like. <laughs> I, I was well I, I didn't mind it. it it really like I reviewed it yesterday on the couch whilst I was doing today's run sheets I've got yeah. three potties on today mm. um, but I, I I didn't mind it the fact that is it Cornella Brewing yeah paying an ode to obviously the indigenous country that it's brewed upon yeah. uh, using their own grains and locally sourced grains oh they they like Spencer and that down there are yeah. awesome guys awesome, I'd awesome love guys. to have them on the potty and coincidentally Easy. like my, my factory Fonterra where I yeah. work making cheese <laughs> Um, is that not, a plug? <laughs> no, but I, I just want to say something positive so yeah. policy and procedures don't sack me. You know, uh, yeah, I don't need yeah. a HR. Yeah, yeah. But we've got our uh, Christmas party, and I, I, I hate socialising with people I work with twelve hours a day. Yeah. 
but the fact that they've changed venues from a typical vineyard to like yeah. I know they still do like Shiraz Republic and everything on the same grounds yeah, but even their approach is very different to that yeah you know? 100% you, buy, you can buy a row from them guys like that's what they're all about like you oh, can really? buy a row you pick the grapes you smash the grapes you be part of the fermenting you be part of the bottle and you end up with X amount of cases like they're very hands on like that's so good yeah if I could do it again I think me and Reese would be even better suited in a format like that yeah you know, like with a bit more hands on work and a bit more like if, yeah it'd be nice to take wildlife have a campsite and have a venue like that as well it can still what, be what it is but what what was that beer that you guys actually brewed uh, next to the Goulburn yeah the wild fermented peach sour yeah. that was yeah. and the photos that come out of that and the story good. like yeah. you guys look like you were swinging your ring off yeah, uh, yeah. taking that the, the kettle and shit up it, the uh, side of the bank that. of the it, river and we had massive plans and still do to, to expand that series yeah. but we need time like that's not about money that's about time yeah you know to go and spend a week somewhere and make it real like you can pretend you can put anything on a can or a label but to, to do it like we did that time and make it real and special and yeah. learn from it to be able to make the next ones better you need the time you need a week you know yeah and we sort of thought we were nudging that when we you know we had the sales rep and the bar team and we thought shit 2023 for us is going to be production heavy and we're going to get some time back after three or four years but losing the sales rep not so much <laughs> yeah definitely so it was really it's because uh, Jack does his consultation work and I'm I'm fairly confident he's moving soon. I've got him on the potty, so it'd be good to uh, explore that conversation. But out of the three, there's really the two of you that were hands-on. There were three with your uh, your sales guru who, who moved on. Yeah. Now you've got Paul and is it Mel? Mel? Yeah. I, I was going to say Meg, but <laughs> Meg, Meg's just a frequent, uh, yeah. a frequent customer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just pulled up. Oh, before I... So Cornella, they're Kolsch. I love the fact that it's 3.5%. They've paid no to the indigenous land, but they're really challenging the narrative. So obviously the only people in that area are posh vineyard owners or sunburnt farmers who drink Northern. So if they were to ever go there, it's, uh, you know... They've got a good space. And I think they've got a lot of support from those farmers. You know, that are yeah. them. Like, I don't know personally, but it seems that way from their socials that they've got a good crew that, that uses that space. And they do farm stays now too. You can go out there. Like and, an Airbnb sort of thing. Yeah, you can oh, stay on site, like be part of it. Like, yeah. And I know over Christmas, they did like five or six days straight of live music. Like they just was just going every day. That's so, a festival. Yeah, really. <laughs> really. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, really respect those guys. I mean, I can remember me and Reese first started canning and we were using a hand cannula. We actually bought like a fucked half pallet of cans from Spence. That's how we first met him. We just rang and was like, oh, our order's not big enough for Vizzy. We fucked up. We were doing these beers every month. I was like, I just need some cans. And he just like sold us at fucked up layer for probably an exorbitant price. I can't even remember. But we didn't give a shit. And we just like took it back home and... So that's how we first met him, like he helped us out. So. Yeah. It was really good. No, fuck yeah. I've just pulled it up. Brick Lane Brewing, Brick whose Lane. stakeholders include Billy Slater, Dan Carter, Eddie McGuire, and Mick Malloy, launched the legal action in December. Now, for four blokes who have a bit of cash in their back pocket, I'd hate to be fucking with them. Oh. I'd, I'd be backing off and changing your labelling real Whether quick. they can win, or, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's at the federal court. So I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I actually cheated in my uh, year 12 legal exam and got caught by my year level coordinator because I can't write down uh, uh, definitions to the T. But I think if you challenge a company and you don't really get the outcome you want, then you just go to the next tier in the uh, yeah. legal legal system. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, the cans are strikingly <clears throat> similar. 
Oh, massively. And that sideline had been around, it does predate, I don't know like how long, but there's that theory, you know, like whether it's true legally or not, that oh, if you just bring it to market and you can prove that you've been in there before someone else, then you're pretty safe. You They're know? the same colours. I've just oh. pulled it up next to each other. Jesus. Yeah, similar design. The same colours. Yeah. But again, that design is very popular at the moment in oh, a lot you think of beers. The, the and... 70 series Land Cruiser, yeah. they could almost throw their hat in the ring and yeah. say, you're using our bloody Sahara. painted colours. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's like, right. what, right. what are you doing? I don't know what'll come of that, but yeah. I don't know what'll come of that court case, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. As far as like collaborations, imagine it like if they uh, got off the back of this <clears throat> and they, yeah, just did a collaboration. I'd probably, yeah, bad blood, but... They should, and they should just have them stripes over the whole can. Yes, yeah, <laughs> why not? Do you think you guys will uh, do a collab at some stage? I think from memory, you guys did one with uh, Chaz Cole, that donut beer. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind it. It was fairly like, it was a dessert beer yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we want to do a few more, but it's all, it's, again, it's been about time for us. So. Yep. We've got plenty of small guys that we've had the chat with and we're probably ready to pull the trigger. It's just, it's probably something we should put into our schedule, to be honest, but we'll see how we go. You know, like Mob Brew, I've got a lot of time for them guys. I'd really like to do something with them. Um, and Cornella as well, I'd really like to do something with them. But I actually reached out to Mob Brew um, because I just rate what they're doing with that. Is it, uh, they've just opened a burger joint. Yeah, they're working with a place in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, like really closely. Yeah, um, and I love what they're doing on social media. I went to Chaz Cole, um, props, and they didn't have any of their bloody beer. Oh really? Well, it must be selling well. Yeah, Hamish must be doing well. Is it just Hamish? Nah, it's his brother Tim as well. Tim as well. See, but yeah. another brewery, family yeah. orientated. There yeah. must be something about it. Yeah. I guess you become like I see very small than I see my wife and my kids, so it helps that you, you probably know someone that extra level. And it's not always roses. Me and Rose fucking fight all the time. Yeah. But we just got to move past that. And sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, sometimes it takes longer. Like, yeah. it's not all, all roses, but... Fight, fighting with a guy, though, is far different than fighting with a woman. Like, yeah. guys will just hash it out. Yeah. Go take a piss, give me five minutes. Yeah, And yeah. then it's like, you're good. Yeah, yeah. It's because you yeah. just put it all out in the open. I think you're all aware of yeah, yeah. your capacities or what, what really uh, sets yeah. you off. But when you get tired and you get stressed and then... 21 hour days, mate. Ego can creep in from both yeah. parties and then, then you've got a fucking problem. And, and what should just wash away sometimes doesn't. But we always get on top of it, you know, it, time. It's all right. You know, time always fixes it up. And it's bound to happen. Like, lucky for us, we could be confident that it wouldn't matter what happens. Like, no one would go, oh, fuck you, that's it. The business is done. There could be no fight ever that would do that. This is like, you've got two kids? Two kids, yeah. This yeah. is your oldest. You've yeah. got three. Yeah, we've got one together, yeah. You've got, you did. <laughs> Real <laughs> <kind> of <laughs> what your wives think about yeah. that, but you've definitely birthed... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like that Bart Simpson. Yes. Yeah. The one that lives in the fucking Yeah, oh, that's attic. terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. That episode in The Clown that can't sleep, clown will eat me. That's yeah. Oh, fuck. Mate, it's it's... We've actually missed a few bits just going through my run sheets. So I was, note, don't do podcast run sheets whilst you're reviewing beer at 11 o'clock at night because uh, you will skip things. But your favourite beer? Uh, I don't have one. No. Don't have one? No, 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 no. It's too hard. There's beers I really, really like. Like I really rated uh, Dayton's uh, Kinky Cola many years ago and they've just brought out like their cherry cola sour which is similar but it's not the same beer like that Kinky Cola I, I rated that is probably one of the best beers I've ever had yep. um, 
I also rate that Crankshaft pretty highly by Benspoke. Uh, La Serene have a dark beer called Praline. I rate that very, very highly. Like, that would probably be my favourite dark beer of all time. Do you have, like, a, a specific beer type, or do you have rather lagers, sours, New England IPAs, oat creams? Oh, just stout, ses- sessionable. Just sessionable. a sessionable. It doesn't matter. Like, that sessionable could be some real hot forward thing. But, like, it's the, it's the same as what we brew. Like, the ethos we brew to is, like, you want to be able to take six to a barbecue and drink six. Sometimes you can't drink six, ten percent mountain culture beers. Oh, they might be delicious. Yeah. And then you're a bit fucky, you know, and you're not yeah, so good. So all like, of a sudden you've drunk half a slab sort of thing. Yeah. Equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. So like as long as we can drink them and enjoy them and like I hate beers that you can only have one of. Yeah. Like and I hate the way the consumer talks about that and like, oh yeah, it's alright, I could have it, but I could probably only have one, you know, like, well, then we've fucked up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you want to be able to have a couple of cold beers with oh, your mates, you know. One hundred percent. I know there's a place for those beers, but the, the the consumer we're targeting is not that good, good luck not that guy you know I want the guy that's going to have 10 beers selfishly <laughs> which is fair you know you need to have runs on the board in well, order to make a profit we're from the country like we know who our consumer is you know yeah. and we're still getting better at targeting that I think we might have shocked everyone we're like oh here's a very hot forward pale ale and they're like well, fuck it's just shit I'm sure there was plenty of those conversations early on yeah. and our lager's still good and clean and crisp and I would say it's quite basic but I understand it's still more forward than a northern. Mm. So there's room there, I think, for an even more relaxed skew, I think. There's, there's room there. So good. In relation to like knowing your customer, uh, I went to a comedy gig for, what day is it, Sunday? I went to a comedy gig Friday night down in Melbourne, saw Tom Segura. Yeah, I said that. Um, well, the very front row, best seats. Yeah. Like, it was so good. And went for a strategic piss during the end of the opener set. Yeah. Grabbed two beers. Uh, I went with my ex. Actually, bought tickets for her birthday back in July last year. Yeah, things are ended there, but it's like ah, fuck. Like, what do you do? What do you do? So thankfully, I was still able to go. Yeah, bought her the two ciders, and I'm walking down to the front row, and Tom's still in a bit about you know all Australians, all all Australians are piss wrecks. Yeah, and I've got I'm carrying three, and I've got one in my mouth, and we're at the front row, and I, I just see like a glance. Yeah, at the side of the eye, but. He yeah. didn't go. He didn't. Oh go. fuck no. no! Well, he had many of opportunities, like people cackling or you know yeah. talking about the the setup. Like this is what he meant, and he's yeah. just staring at it like yeah. fucking unleashed, dude. Like would have been funny. Oh, like, it happened to me. I seen a band called The Blanks, right? I don't know mm-hmm. whether you've seen the show Scrubs. Yeah. You know Ted's band. Nah. In that the, the, the I've, weird, I've, seen, I've only guy. seen like three episodes. Yeah, this just... weird awkward dude. They do weird like covers of like. Uh, 90s and 60s TV shows and mm-hmm. like, I've seen it live and same deal happened like it come to that point for the strategic piss they were like winding down for like a bit of a break the sort of backs return so I'll run down and get to the front boom they turn around start singing a song about me because I couldn't get the fucking door open to have a piss <laughs> like just hanging so much shit so yes I feel your pain like if I was carrying their beers it would have been like fuck I'm done here. the security grab grabbed the one out of my mouth and he's yeah. like come back for it I'm like <laughs> You know, like yeah. trying to grab a bloody chew toy out of a dog's mouth. Like, you've got no chance, mate. <laughs> Didn't spill it. Oh, actually, I spilled a drop when I went to sit down. So I made it the whole way down. It was, uh, anyway, um, off the comedy back, you got a joke for us. There's probably the one thing I want guests to do is mm. br- bring a joke. Yeah. So right. I had two. Like, yeah. My grandfather's passed away now, like, but he was renowned as, like, I used to live in his house and stuff when we were younger and all yeah. those boys would get on the piece outside. And, He'd come home with this like inappropriate, fucked up jokes all the time, right? So, I had one, but I won't tell it. It's too good. If I ever come back, I'll tell. I'll tell that one. So we'll okay. Well, since, since you, this isn't my joke, but someone told me this, and I just it fucking 
It's so fitting for the day and age that we live in. Anyway. I've got one for You've you. got one? We'll yeah. say it and yeah. then I'll go. Yeah. Right. It's a shit one. It's an oldie, but it's That's good. That's not. Right? So two whales walk into a bar. Yeah. The first whale goes, ooh. The other whale goes, shut the fuck up, Steve. You're drunk. <laughs> oldie, but a good one. Very good. What do the Twin Towers and genders have in common? What? Back in 2001, there were only two of them. <sighs> Nowadays, it's a touchy subject. I like it. You like it? Too much. I like it too much to, to be able to be in this society. <laughs> oh, and that's the thing, like, with this, oh, without becoming problematic, as some would say, um, you know, I work a lot of hours, you guys work a lot of hours, you're working towards a dream. It really infuriates me that there are these people that, you know, it's fight climate action, but they're driving an old shitbox that gives off a bunch of emissions. Yeah, they're yeah. texting about bloody uh, slave labor on an iPhone that was made by slaves. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. vegans wearing leather boots. Yeah. Like, if you're going to go something, go the whole hog. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, you can't in this world, so you're, you're almost better to accept now because there's no safe... What could you be and be safe? Like... Yeah, nothing. You know, even if you're like, oh, I'm a vegetarian because I believe in animal rights. Well, no, you're fucked up now because you eat vegetables and that does more harm to the planet with pesticides and the bees that they kill, like, than the amount of cows that we kill. Like, yeah, it's no safe thing to align yourself with. Yeah. So I guess, you know, if you want to do good, just be fucking conscious of everything, I guess. I think it's, and that's like being conscious, like, it's, uh, I'm always a bit conflicted. Obviously, Australia Day was three days ago, you know. I accept that where we are from here, yeah. but 10,000 years ago, we weren't. Why can't we have a day that we celebrate unity together? I agree. Um, I think fuck off Australia Day and create a new day. Yeah. The day that we all decided that Australia Day was a shit day yeah. and we all fucked up and let's all have a day off and get in the pool and get on the piss like we do now. Like yeah. This is the other thing. Like A lot of Australians aren't necessarily celebrating that we were colonized on that day they're more like oh fuck you I've got a day off and all my mates got a day off like yeah. I think that's the problem Like, some, I'm sure there's guys out there that are not like, uh, are doing it for the wrong reasons but I think the majority of people don't want to weigh in on it and they mm. just want to have their day off or their kids have got the day off so they have to stay home like are we going to have a new public holiday in relation to the queen being dead like are we going to have the king's birthday moving forward you reckon I think so like if they can if that can happen yeah why can't we just change a date we and celebrate change. unity? I, yeah. I played poker with a guy named Arthur, yeah. um, indigenous bloke. I don't know if he holds like a seat in the community. It's like being an elder. Yeah. But he says the exact same thing. Like, let's just... It's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like, just move forward and scrap the date. Like, the, the date means nothing to me. I wasn't alive. I don't give a shit what day you yeah. say there was a flag planted in the ground. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, let's just move forward. So, I think unity's... I think you're on it there. Like, if yeah. there was a unity day or... A, I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, like... Driven by the Indigenous community. And... Go for it. The, the one big thing is that, like, you, you really got to push, like, progression. Yeah. Society can only move as fast as the slowest people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if we can really pick the pace up... Yeah. ...and say, hey... What, but this is not going away. So this pain's not going away for those oh, idiots that de- were like... Definitely oh, not. Oh, over. No, you're fucking stupid and you're naive. So it's clearly not going away. There is pain there for people in our community. So scrap it. It's just a day. We can yeah. have another holiday on another day. Celebrating something else. So let's scrap it. Let's do it. That's good. Hey, uh, we've been going for bang on fucking time. Uh, just for listeners, if they want to hear more of 
you and the wildlife crew, where can they go as far as socials and... Uh, yeah, we're pretty easy to find, Wildlife Brewing Co. on Instagram. Yep. We're pretty Instagram driven. We yep. have a Facebook page too, but it's the same. It all just comes from Instagram. Website, Wildlife Brewing Co. will come down to Tap House and see us. Yep. Um, we stopped fairly heavily through Victoria, down Memphis, BWS, if you want to try some beers. Easy to find. No doubt I'll put a plug in the uh, show notes as well. But uh, yeah, it was great having you on, mate. So, really? Thank you. Awesome. Cheers. See you guys.